L-A-S. Hey, welcome to What Do You Want to Talk About? Where when I bring a topic to the table, Lindsay doesn't know what it's going to be. Yeah, and when I bring a topic to the table, Jason doesn't know what it's going to be. And hilarity ensues. Or massive confusion. I'm sorry, what? Hey, I'm Logan. Hey, I'm Logan. You're supposed to say that you're Tim. Don't tell me what to do. You're not my real dad. (laughs) We're the hosts of a brand new podcast called From One Dad to Another. Each week we tackle a new topic, interview local professionals, and attempt to decode modern parenthood one dad joke at a time. So make sure to join us every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. From One Dad to Another is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more on our independent podcast network, visit laspodcastnetwork.com. And if you want to support the show and get some bonus content, behind-the-scenes looks, and even get the show ad-free, you can become a member of our Patreon over at patreon.com slash laspodcastnetwork. And if you don't, I won't be mad, but I will be disappointed. (laughs) Oh, and one last thing. You're doing great, and I'm proud of you. L-A-S. What do you want to talk about? What do you want to talk about? What do you want to talk about? Hey, let's let's talk. talk. That was horrible. Yeah, we'll, we'll fix it in post. We'll fix it in post. I'm Jason Alberti. And I'm Lindsay Prince. I am a dad of two boys, a comedy writer, and I love medieval literature. I'm the mom of two girls, a comedy writer, and I love TikTok. We are friends and writing partners. But what we really like to do is talk. That's right. Hey, Jason. Yes, Lindsay? What do you want to talk about? I am I'm totally going to jump on the trend train today. <gasps> Ooh, okay. <clears throat> I want to talk about true crime. <gasps> Oh my gosh! Yep, 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 yep. yep. I, knew you'd, I knew you'd be excited about it. I knew you'd be excited. Well, it, it was one of my topics. Well, now Isn't it is no longer <laughs> one of your topics. I have hijacked it. It is now mine. No, it's just funny because we it was like on the list <laughs> like to talk about. That's awesome. Oh, I'm so glad. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, I've, been talk- I've been thinking about it for a couple of reasons. Um, uh, uh, one of them... Uh, so... Uh, I listen to a fair number of true crime podcasts. Yeah, okay. And there are uh, there are some that I give a go to, um, and almost instantly despise. Ooh. Um, and there are uh, there are a couple that I have gravitated to, and um, uh. They've sort of become, you know, your yeah, yours, my go-to's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, I I have been, uh, uh, I haven't been going out and looking for research on uh, the true crime genre. Okay, but it has sort of uh, fallen into my lap periodically mm-hmm. through my, you know, I have a little flip book program on my iPad. My iPad that gives me the news and all that stuff, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and some other things that have uh, that have brought to me some, I think, interesting little factoids um, about uh, true crime as a genre. Okay, uh, but also about crime in general and okay. and and things like that. And I, I feel like uh, uh, over the last 
uh, six months or so, I have kind of uh, uh, strengthened my my certain feelings toward uh, uh, my feelings toward certain aspects of being a member of the true crime uh, people. People, maybe. Okay. Does that make sense? Well, at all? well, it does. I mean, I know there's like murderinos, and there's people that like if they're part of a, they follow a true crime podcast. They kind of have a name. Is that what you mean, or do you just mean the collective, the collective. true crime people who people who follow true crime? I would say the collective. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So not a specific show. No, no, no. <laughs> just I'm, the genre, the idea of it. You're, the, you're a, the genre. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, okay. I mean, you follow. I do, I do, and I can't even believe it. I don't like scary movies. I am, I don't like it. But I don't even know how it even started that I listened to a true crime podcast once, and I cannot get over how I can listen to true crime and like fold laundry and do dishes, sure. and I get so much done while my because my brain is busy trying to solve the crime, mm-hmm. and so you know. That works for me. Yeah, but. I think, yeah, I, I do the same thing. Yeah. Um, and, however, doing that makes me feel, uh, uh, listening to true crime mm-hmm. and doing the mundane work of right. the home. Right. Um, doesn't make me feel great. No. Me, same. Okay. No, it's upsetting to me. I'm, I'm constantly going, why it does this? I, I've I've wondered about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is perfect because this is what I've I've wondered about this whole concept. Like, all so many people, so many healthy, intelligent, well-adjusted people mm-hmm. that I know listen to true crime mm-hmm. podcasts, mm-hmm. and I just I don't understand. I don't understand myself how I can listen to right. it. Right. Right. I, I don't. I don't know. So is that. I came across an article today, okay, which, I'm curious. which um, kind of uh, was working toward explaining that very issue. Right. Um, uh, Seventy, and this is uh, uh, this is according. Oh, I wish I should have written down the name of the pollster. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is a statistic out there that says seventy-three or seventy-four percent of all podcast true crime listeners are women yes yep and um uh the the reasons that they give not not just for women but for people who are interested in true crime is that there is a sense of preparation Mm -hmm. of research of uh, kind of a uh, mental um, karate or or yeah. tai chi or or, yep. or taekwondo, right? In that people are sort of unconsciously listening to true crime as a way to hopefully prepare for God forbid yes. that moment that they are um, that they are in a position like that, right? Absolutely. Yes. It does. It brings that about in your mind. Yeah. yeah. And, um, of course, uh, the, the, the article spun off um, focusing on to uh, women in that aspect because, of course, women are, are 
by the vast majority, Far away, yeah. um, the, uh, uh, the the victims mm-hmm. of crime, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. certainly in this country, and uh, so the the theory there is that, is that w- women mm-hmm. certainly are listening to this as a way of hopefully being able to uh, uh, know mm-hmm. signs right uh, of when they might be in danger. Yep. That's part of it. And there, there was some some bits of the article that that discussed uh, some research on in how um, uh, certain uh, certain crimes are down, um, which may or may not be uh, uh, pandemic uh, sure. related. Uh, there is certain speculation that that there is some uh, relation to the proliferation of true crime podcasts. Mm-hmm. That uh, certainly in uh, the 70s, 80s, and 90s, um, people were not as aware right. of, uh, uh, of, of patterns in yeah. crime. That people, because of true crime, seem to be a little bit more aware of their surroundings. And, right. you, know, uh, you know, in the 70s, you'd be like, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to cut through the alley here because it's, you know. It's yeah. an, and people just aren't going to be doing that these days. Yeah. So... I, think. I, I, the, I found that to be relatively interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Uh, yeah. There is uh, there is a new uh, podcast called I think um, uh, Below the Line. I think is what it's called. I'm not exactly sure, but it involves a um, uh, a producer, mm-hmm. somebody who produces who produces uh, television true crime. Okay, and a journalist who writes true crime um, nonfiction books. Okay. And one of the things that, uh, uh, and the, uh, they're, they're friends, they are uh, work partners, mm-hmm. um, and they oftentimes have divergent views, which makes it very interesting, mm-hmm. right? Um, the journalist was talking about uh, Mindhunter. Okay. Which was, I believe, a Netflix yes. series. Yes, Which I devoured. Oh, okay. And it's only had two seasons. Okay. And it's about uh, uh, two of the FBI guys that, uh, three, two FBI guys and a um, uh, professor. Um, and the two dudes and, and her work to sort of create the profiling system that the FBI oh, okay. eventually became uh, became the system that the FBI uses to profile different uh, uh, offenders. Sure. Right? And as part of that, they go through and they, uh, they interviewed all these serial killers and serial rapists and things. Oh. And it turned out that the producers i have been waiting for season three <laughs> of this mind hunter of this mind hunter and it, it's it's been like three years maybe okay i gotta ask really quick yeah I'm at, look um, at alex yeah oh. it's uh i do have some bad news for you yeah oh, uh, oh yeah I, I, is that what you're getting to well kind of but yeah how, i'll how, let you how, how long has it been uh, th- yeah, two, three years. Two, three years. You know, right? Jonathan Groff. Jonathan Groff, right? Absolutely. Uh, the guy who, uh, the, you'll King be George. back. 
Soon you'll see. Yeah, uh, he played he, King George on Broadway. He's the main character in this in this show. Yeah, wow, yeah. and it's amazing. It it is an amazing well, show. It was it turns out the producers never spoke to the victims' families. Oh, oh, none of the victims' families. I didn't know that. Were oh. contacted about this, and they used real names and real. They did a variety. Oh, but they used. Um, you know the real situation. The real situation. So a family member would be like, "That's my daughter." Exactly. And the second, death. the second season was mostly about, um, the the child murders in Atlanta. Oh. Um. And. Oh. Uh, my guess is that's one of the reasons we haven't seen season three. That's so interesting because I read about it as soon as I finished season two not too long ago, yeah. and it wasn't that. It uh, was just the fact that uh, uh, people got busy and then they moved on to other projects and they didn't pick it up, but that mm, makes a lot more sense Yeah, yeah. because the show is definitely a hit and there's no reason for it to not come Huge back. Hit. Yeah, I've yeah. heard of it. But that makes sense. Yes. Do they have accents? No. No? On Mindhunter? It's, a, oh. it's American. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Just yeah. asking uh-uh. because I, I thought I started watching it, but they have American accents. Yeah, that's what I, I meant. Like a yeah. a variety, the panoply, the cornucopia of okay, American yes, accents absolutely. are represented 100%. in the show. Hundred percent. Okay, never mind. You know, it just never mind. Just I no, it's not like a British show. It's, yeah. it's 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 an American show. Right. Right. Um and um, uh, I, I hope someday we get into British crime dramas because. <laughs> Love it. Anyway, British crime drama. Oh my God! I am Ugh. telling you, what and a summer murders. What a vast. Again, I'm going to use the word panoply of beautifully created <laughs> and panoply and produced. Please, I'll, I'll look that up later. He's like panoply. Please use some words I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know some words. I use them wrong, but it's okay. <laughs> I mean, I feel I don't. I don't know those words. Panoply. Either, so. I wrote it down. <laughs> sure, like sure. How I, Lindsay, <laughs> you are not alone in this confusion. <laughs> Chances are, I'm using it wrong. I hear these big words, and I go, "I'm going to use that." Yeah. Um, okay. So. so uh, but the, we're with the crime. Yeah, the um, the journalist who I I think he's got maybe twenty books out, um, has said, I have, I have never, nor will I ever write a book where any member of the victims' families. Ask me not to do it. Well, yeah, let's hope. Because you have always got to do that. Yeah. Right? And then he went off on this relative diatribe about true crime, which I suppose you could you could view as a bit like, you know, chewing off your own hand, because that is that's where he lives, you know. That is what makes his um, uh, uh, allows his family to live because he okay. is a true crime writer. Right. Um, and I started uh, this. It's what he went off on was something that I've been thinking about for a while, but he really kind of crystallized it in that, um, uh, there is a, mm, there is a. Mm, I am so sorry. Uh-huh. I'm trying to find the right word. Sure. Panoply, maybe? Uh, yeah, there's a panoply, a cornucopia, <laughs> if you will. Diatribe? Uh, yeah. He, uh, 
he said that there there are sort of these two camps. Okay. And the camp that is the largest camp right now is true crime for entertainment. Okay. And he's got an issue with that. Okay. Understood. The he he believes that the true crime really should be more about the information. Mm. And I remember I believe it yeah, go ahead. When go you ahead. say information, do you mean like to solve crime or what do you mean by it should be about the information? It should be more of a journalistic endeavor than an entertainment endeavor. Okay. Uh, uh okay, continue. I have thoughts. Um I I remember I believe it was the Sandy Hook yeah. oh. shootings. Uh-huh. Where it might have been earlier but I'm almost positive it was Sandy Hook, where there was a discussion, mm-hmm. and in fact, I believe National Public Radio actually went through with it, whereby the name of the killer mm-hmm. was never said. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, that feels to me like that might be a step toward an interesting possible good direction. Yeah. That if you kill someone, if you are a murderer, right. definitely a serial murderer, right. your name is lost to history. Right. You're given a number, mm-hmm. uh, and that's it. And the stories then focus on the victims. For sure. Um, uh, and that kind of gets to kind of the, 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 the issue that I'm dealing with right now with my mm-hmm. own interest and, quite frankly, love of uh, true crime material. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, but how does that go along, how does that square up with the journalistic side of things if you're not going to, I'm not disagreeing, I'm asking if you, if it's, you know... It, uh, I can see not using the killer's name or the mm-hmm. the criminal's name mm-hmm. uh, for entertainment. Yeah. So is that the is that the you no, know? No, it, it's it's uh, uh, part of what he was uh, part of what he was railing against was this um, this love of uh, the the killer. Yes, the celebrity. Yes. Creation, the idolizing like, mm-hmm, of the murder. Now we have Netflix series about all like what I, I can't even think of any of their Ted names. Bundy. Yeah, Ted Bundy. He's the he's the big one. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and yeah. then there's this glorification, this um, idolization. I mean, it's yeah, it, yeah, it's it's twisted. Yes, mm-hmm. and that's that's really that's really the angle that he was coming. From. I see. He, you know, his his thought, and I agree with this. His mm-hmm. thought was, look, you you research and you write about these killings Mm -hmm. to try and understand the psychology of the killer, Mm -hmm. to try and understand the habits of the killer, to try and understand the history and, and put all those together to attempt to understand why Mm -hmm. that person got to that position. Right. And you, you research about it to memorialize the victims. Right. Okay. You, you. you don't 
you don't Glor- treat it mm-hmm. like a tabloid would treat it, right. which was like, look at the gore, look at the blood, look mm. at these photos of the body. Mm, um, and uh, uh, his producer, mm-hmm. because she's a producer, mm-hmm. her producer's response was, well... There's got to be a bit of the entertainment in it, or else no one's going to care. Mm. Um, which is a beautifully American way to look. At it's fascinating. Yeah, uh, I, 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 mm, I, and I, not knowing how how the majority of people consume their crime, mm-hmm. uh, whether podcasts or movies or documentaries or whatever. Um, I don't know how important it is to have the, the gore. Like you know, people won't care if there's not gore, right? If there's not some sort of, um, picture or some sort of something that prove. But I also think that we, as a society, are dis- desensitized to these sorts of things to a level where we need to see it. Now, I don't want to see it, but I feel like. Generally speaking, people are like, ah, they they struggle to feel unless they see, like, oh, my gosh, that was horrible. Same with, um, you know, when things happen in the news and we hear about it and it's like it's easy to just sort of go just not it doesn't trigger something in us Mm -hmm. to care until we see an image of it. Right. Um, So maybe that's what they mean. There needs to be some sort of provocative imagery or something in order to I think that's part of where she was getting yeah um and, and I I do in part understand where she's coming from right um I'm also of that mind of well th- this is a bed the media has created yep and uh even though the monster is out mm-hmm. certainly there must be a way to bring things <laughs> back to to a, whatever normal would be. I know. don't know what that would be. I don't either. I don't, I feel like, I mean, this has been going, I mean, I, uh, even just, I mean, this, the true crime, uh, this leads me to just the ability to take in um, disturbing imagery, mm-hmm. the disturbing um, suffering, torture, and when people do that, like this is not true crime, but like with movies and things like that, that have that sort of thing in it, mm-hmm. and they can consume that, and and not be disturbed by it, mm-hmm. but find it entertaining. Right. And that's been going on, and only has gotten worse. And and it that is ups, that's upsetting. I, I mean, I I don't know. I don't know. I feel like the two are. We're just we're just continuing down a path of desensitization. Sure. Um, the now true crime the the podcast and stuff that you and I are consuming that sort of thing. I I, I don't know your comment about um, that people that some people listen like oh okay and there's a part of them I know as as a woman listening to these things I am um, a, the the the. I hate to say entertainment value, but it's trying to figure out how to solve the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and that keeps my brain busy trying to solve the problem, trying to figure out what happened, what, you know. And also, yes, I'm consuming also like, oh, well, that's something I'll never do. Right. Or that's someone else, you know, a kind of situation I won't trust. Mm-hmm. Or I, oh, gosh, that's something I should probably warn my children about or um, that sort of thing. So I suppose 
that's what I'm getting out of it is that, but also it's the problem solving, but I would be, I would be um, lying if I said there isn't also some sort of like fascination with how can someone be so evil Yeah, and wanting to understand how, you know, what they did to that person, how did they end up and not, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it, but I want to understand how, and just like, wow, that, that, that someone could be so lacking in remorse and empathy. Right. It's terrifying to think that those people walk amongst us. Absolutely. And that's one of the reasons that I like Mindhunter so much is because they were going for that psychological yeah. you know, aspect of it. I want to watch Mindhunter now. I think we need, okay. to, uh, yep. we need to take a little break here. I think so, too. And uh, then we will, uh, we will get back to our discussion. Yeah. Hey, Lindsay, guess what just happened? What just happened? We got our first real sponsor. I am totally stoked because I love this organization. It's Junior Achievement. Yes, Junior Achievement. Uh, I I remember it from my high school. Yes. Uh, I remember my dad came in, he volunteered, and he taught the class about the stock market and how it works and how you can make decisions and how you can win and lose money. It was fascinating. That would be fascinating for me now. Me too. (laughs) Because it's the whole financial literacy piece that I feel like is missing from, or we all know, is just there's just not time in the day for teachers, as a former teacher, you must know that, to teach some of these things. And so to have volunteers come in and teach from their practical experience, uh, what, what kids have been reading about in textbooks, is so incredible. Absolutely, and as as you know, kids kids have a tendency to uh, to listen to people that they're not around more than they do yeah. to say their teachers or their parents. And so, what Junior Achievement is looking for right now is volunteers from the business community to come in. And they get kind of a, a class that they sponsor. Yes, exactly. And they just, they come in, what, they five to seven times, just a little 30-minute presentation, something like that. And you can uh, pick your class. That's exactly right. You can pick your school and your class. Yeah, potentially. So if you have a student in school that you would like to be the volunteer that goes to their class and talks about your area of expertise. Absolutely. Uh, your presence in the classroom with those students is more impactful than you could ever imagine. It will impact you. It will impact the students. It's an incredible thing. It, it is really cool. And and they're really looking for people that can come in, and, like Lindsay said, talk about how money works, talk about finances, entrepreneurial skills, and, and more important, because I know I used to work in a school. I know kids are having problems figuring this out. The idea of how the education education they're getting now can actually lead to their success later on. That's super important. And you can contact Junior Achievement a few different ways. My favorite way would be to go to the link that we have at the bottom of our, at our, in our episode, in the area of our episode that is where links go. Go there. I call it the link area. Yeah. <laughs> you can also give them a call at 319-862-1100 or at JA, which stands for Junior Achievement, JA easterniowa.org. I hope we have some listeners that are future volunteers. Me too, especially you, Bob. I don't know that I know anyone named Bob. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Join us for Choose Your Own Adventure Team Quest, a game where teams of adventurers navigate through a classic Choose Your Path to Adventure story with the goal of winning prizes from locally owned businesses in the Cedar Rapids, Iowa City corridor. Each episode is fun, new, and exciting. 
Listen to the story and then see if you would make the same decisions as our teams. Will our teams travel to the tops of the Himalayas as they search for the exclusive Yeti? Will they dive to the bottom of the ocean to search for the lost city of Atlantis? Or will they travel through space and time as they explore distant planets and discover new forms of life? Which team will be your favorite? Will they enter the glorious hallways of the Adventurers Hall of Fame by winning the season championship? Choose Your Own Adventure Team Quest is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more information, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. New episodes release every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For bonus episodes of this show, ad-free versions of all LAS podcasts, and many other exclusive benefits, consider subscribing to LAS Plus for just $10 a month. To learn more and to get started, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com slash plus. So come and join us for an adventure. And always remember, the choice is yours. L-A-S. We should say each other's names instead to throw everybody off. Oh, that's a great idea for the trailer. All right, here we go. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Shane. Oh, my God. You guys really are doing it, aren't you? <laughs> All right. I'm Jeremy. I'm Mike. What? You're still doing the fel- false names thing? I feel like we already have a trailer going right this now. This is like a fourth <laughs> yeah. grade elementary school joke. Hey, everybody. I'm Shane, Mike, and Jeremy. And I'm... Oh, wait a minute. You guys are throwing me off with the name thing. Hey, I'm Shane. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Mike. And this is the Groove Live Podcast. We're talking all things groove. Music. Food. Friends. Beer, even. All of it. Whatever brings groove into your life. How about like a tattoo artist? Would that be kind of groovy? I, I would Could file be. that under groove. Construction projects. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. Here's the thing. We have a lot of friends in a lot of different avenues and a lot of different lifestyles, which Word. means that we have a lot of cool resources to pull from of cool people that have cool stories. Every day, you get out of bed. What makes you feel alive? You know, what makes you want to own the day? Coffee. Rock music. Pokemon. Construction projects. (laughs) And you'll hear it all right here on the Groove Life Podcast. The Groove Life Podcast is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more information, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. New episodes release every second and fourth Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For bonus episodes of this show, ad-free versions of all LAS podcasts, and many other exclusive benefits, all while supporting local creators and businesses, consider subscribing to LAS Plus for just $10 a month. To learn more and get started, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com slash plus. Hey guys, we're going to have a blast. Can't wait to see you guys on the Groove Life Podcast. We can't wait to groove with you. Now that sounds dumb. L-A-S. Hey, gang, we just wanted to say hola to our listeners in South America. And guten tag, hola and hola, bienvenue and vous tu manger mon beignet to our listeners in Europe. That's pretty cool. You know, you can now contact us on the Facebook at What Do You Want to Talk About? And that's wanna with two N's. Together. W-A-N-N-A. Wanna. Totally. And please do contact us. You can ask us questions. Troll us about our personal hygiene. Seriously? Sure. Better yet, you can suggest topics for discussion. Ooh, like banana grandma. Or or something general. Like relativity? 
okay. Now, back to the show. And so, um, um, in yeah. honor of uh, uh, this uh, very important time between uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, Yo. where we're spending a lot of time uh, in a small space with our family, we are yes. talking about true crime. Yay! So, um, well, back, a lot of them is family on family. I uh, mean, it's... A, a, a and around the holidays. In fact, uh, I believe most of the murders that occur in the United States is uh, somebody who knows somebody. Yes. So, uh, you know, the random <sighs> crime is not, uh, um, is not that often. But it's still there. Yeah. Here, so I, you yes. know, because I was hoping to talk about this today. Yes. I did a little bit of little bit of the research sure uh right now in the united states according to the fbi Mm -hmm. there are uh approximately uh 2000 serial killers now a serial killer Mm -hmm. means somebody who has murdered over three people so it's not you know Mm. 2,000 people killing 600 people. Right. Um, yet, it's disturbing. It is very disturbing. And uh, most of the, uh, the, the largest number of uh, serial killer cases right now mm-hmm. are in uh, Alaska. Oh, really? And Louisiana. Really? Yeah. Any thoughts on why that might be the case? No idea. Okay, I didn't no know if idea. you were going to go into a... Nope, Calif- about- California's big. Uh, well, it's big. New, New York, <laughs> New, York. <laughs> New York is dense. New York is big. <laughs> so you know, many, many mm. of them. Several of them are probably, you know, you could probably nail those uh, pretty easily uh, as far as the the states that they're in. Um, oh, Alaska I see. surprised me, I guess. Yeah. Um, Louisiana, not so much because it's hot and it's mm-hmm. uncomfortable and wet. So why not? Oh. Um, but. Uh, yeah, the but, there's a, a fair number. Well, and if you listen to true crime and they describe and they get into the person who committed the crime and they get into their backstory, that I find that fascinating. Yes. Because there's so many similarities, um, abuse, neglect, um, you know, uh, drug-addicted parents. Mm-hmm. That, this is not excusing their behavior, but it also tells you kind of, right. you know, it makes sense or... Uh, it, you rarely hear like they were a great person and had a great life and they just started killing people Mm -hmm. or they lost. Like I was just listening to one that was, you know, a a jealous, like a a boyfriend who ended up strangling his girlfriend and you know, that sort of thing. And um, then they talked about his upbringing and how, you know, abandoned by his father and you know, just, and, and it's easy to look around in your own life Mm -hmm. and start to like go, Oh, I see. Oh, that yeah. That person uh, has all the hokey dokey. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It gets, it gets, yeah. it, it really makes you wonder, right? It does. It yeah. does. Like, what makes someone go to that point? You have to just not, to not have any empathy. Yeah. To, which is terrifying because I, it's just, it's, it's terrifying. And I think, um, Okay, so going back to true, let's just, I want to say this, true crime, this is interesting to me, uh, about just talking about the podcast, because there is a plethora, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. and it's, I have a lot of friends, and actually, ironically, um, a lot of our, well, I shouldn't say a lot, but of the listeners that I know listen to us regularly, sure. 
I well, there are some true crimers for sure. Yeah, and they're um they're women, yeah. the ones I know, women, educated, intelligent, well adjusted, in happy lives, and they love true. You know, like the, yeah. like you would think like you would want to go when you're depressed or I don't know. That's that's the demographic. Yeah, yeah, and and um. I had this discussion with actually my sister. She's one of them. She loves true crime too, um, and uh, she, but but the kind of shows that some people like uh, start off with a lot of chatter and a, it's like a like you know girlfriends just talking and having a great time, and then they get into the true crime. Yeah, I do not enjoy that kind of true crime. Sure. Um, I, and so I, I would be interesting to know what I, I like when they just, I mean, the, the one I listen to is basically just journalistic. It's very yeah. much like, here's the facts, here's what's going on. There's no, there's the one I listen to the most often is, um, there's no, there's this one guy with color commentary sometimes, but, and it's more like that guy's a piece of shit. And you know, or that guy is that crime garage? Yes. True crime garage. <laughs> I know. And that's the other thing is I'm a creature of habit and I sure. fell into that show and then I just kind of keep up with it. Cause I know I can forward through the beer stuff right. and then we get right into the, and they just stay fat and, and the captain, the lead of that, he just facts, 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 right. facts, facts. And it's right. not a lot of, um, and I'm okay with the color commentary, but, um, I don't like the talk, the chatting, like making it like, hey gals, let's have some wine and da 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 da. And then the discussion of true crime. Not to yeah. hate on it, if yeah. that's, I mean, I, because I don't understand the psychology. I'm not, I have got no dog in this fight. I'm just saying that that's just not comfortable. I don't enjoy it. One of the things that this dude really jumped on was mm -hmm. apparently there is a, uh, a new TikTok yep. thing. Okay. Where people, uh, demonstrate putting on makeup and making and doing hair mm -hmm. while they're talking about true crime. Okay. And he kind of lost his mind about that one. Mm. I can speak to that. Mm -hmm. If you would like. Absolutely. So my understanding is, so, okay, uh, most recently, mm -hmm. I don't know, do you know who Gabby Petito is? Yes. Okay. So that case um, blew up on TikTok. Yes. Uh, there were so many content creators, uh, and actually they, I mean, if, I don't know if, if I stepped out of that world, but honestly it was TikTokers that helped solve that crime. Yes. Yes. I do understand that. Uh -huh. Um, and I watched it all unfold because it was hard not to. Sure. And, um, the whole doing makeup and doing hair, what people have learned or so I've gleaned is that your, the algorithms are such that if you just talk about true crime, you you won't nobody will see your post mm -hmm. if you actually just even pretend to do makeup for some reason your post your uh, tiktok will be seen mm -hmm. and so if you're talking about true crime and you really care about it and you want to talk about a case and you want to be seen you have you're 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 a slave to the algorithm so sure. you have to so they probably were like I even saw, I, this wasn't necessarily related to this case, but I even heard a woman, she was like, do, she's like, I'm going to pretend to do makeup so people will actually see this post. Mm. So it's, um, I don't think it was, I never saw people, I can't say that, I can't say that. There were a lot of very good, well-intentioned, uh, thoughtful people mm -hmm. putting out information, trying to help solve that case. And it then went into... Um, Another case and another case and another case, and it helped solve those cases. Yeah. I, the names of the people are um, escaping me at the moment. Sure, uh, but but um, but I mean, I th I don't think 
I think you need to understand why, or you need to go and watch the TikTok and understand. I can't say if there was somebody just like doing their makeup and saying like, oh my God, it's like so terrible that this girl is like messing. I can get why you'd be like, go away, mm-hmm. stop. Mm-hmm. But I would have to understand if they were just doing it so they get views. One of one of the things that he was that he was saying was that it was um uh it's a closed she was discussing a closed case. Oh. Um and there was a sense of almost uh kind of tourism of the facts. Oh. Uh and um the way that he felt I'm just doing this from his point of view. Yeah. I did I did not see what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. The way that he felt it was was that here this person wanted to do uh TikTok on makeup, figured out that the best way to get hits was to throw the phrase true crime in it. And she was using true crime in order to just get numbers. Uh. Which if that's the case, I do I think that's pretty bad well yeah um i know that uh tiktok has been i'm not sure i would say instrumental but i know it was very big in the gabby petito case yes i also know that uh this girl um who had been kidnapped in the south somewhere had used some hand signals that she had learned Uh off of tiktok and that's Uh what saved her yep the domestic violence yeah which i think is Mm -hmm. is that's huge too Uh Um, so, you know, I don't know. I certainly don't, I don't have a dog in that, right. uh, in that hunt, uh, because I don't fully understand it. If it doesn't involve, um, dancing or sea shanties, I just, I just don't watch it on TikTok. Yeah. And see, so, that's um, oh, such an ignorant statement. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> really, I, I take such offense to people who dilute something that they won't even give a try like it's i i just it's it's frustrating to me because there is good there is a lot of bad what's that word about you you i always say it wrong you separate the shaft from the the chaff from the wheat chaff from the wheat sure and you i mean and i get that like kids can't you know you got to know what your kids are you know you gotta the and i am a i'm a grown person Mm. and i can i can see the difference mm-hmm. i can see the good and the bad and i'm so i'm not delusional about that it's all fabulous and every creation is fabulous but um there's i mean that it, the true crime aspect that i have seen on in my algorithm has been well-intentioned people truly trying to um help uh so and because they know they have a platform, yeah, absolutely, using their platform absolutely. to say watch for this, look for this, and I mean that's how they, you know, it, there was so much that got, uh, and then and then these these young people have all this time and all this knowledge, so they're doing deep dives on Instagram and deep dives on and and explaining like this and doing reverse phone number checks and figuring out who owns this account and who does this and who does that and they um. I mean, I've seen so many where they're like, you know, n- no, you know, the FBI works hard, but TikTok works harder. Sure. Because they've got the, they get obsessed with, it's just like a true crime. Yeah, they're like, absolutely. you're obsessed, but they're actively participating. Yeah. Um, so I'm not trying to, but, but that was, it was fascinating to watch um, when that, when Gabby Petito went uh, missing mm-hmm. to just watch my algorithm completely fill up yeah, with that's crazy. all Every creator was focusing their energy on that. Yeah. 
And then it was pointed out that she's a pretty white girl. Yeah. And um, that that there are other missing people. And then a lot of those creators were like, you know what? You're right. And well, I hope they, that's the case. Yeah. And then they put their, their they were like, you know, if if you let's pay attention to this lost man and let's, you know. I'm telling you, if you don't believe that there there is any kind of disparity in the United States oh. or if you don't believe that there's a racial divide, just. Just wait until a blonde white girl goes missing. Absolutely. And, and see what happens. Yeah, it was kind of gross. Yeah, it's totally gross. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of, one of uh, there are a couple of things that I wanted to get to. Um, oh, sorry. No, 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 oh. no. Uh, uh, one is, uh, uh, you were talking to me about the, the TikTok people that you like um, and the, uh, the Crime Garage. Yes. Um, one, uh, my favorite podcast is yes. uh, uh, Murder Squad. Oh, yeah. You mentioned this. It, I've not watched it or not. It's it is that for a couple of reasons. One is uh, the 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 two guys that lead it. One is uh, a journalist who was one of the guys um, uh, that finished the book on the Golden State Killer. Oh, right. When the original author died, um, and the other person. Mm-hmm. Um, is one of the detectives that was on the Golden State Killer case mm. and was one of the, the, the dudes that um, uh, was part of that group that suggested using genealogy uh, DNA. Oh, oh, so smart. Um, and, of course, that was that case, the genealogy blew that case wide open. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they deal almost exclusively with cold cases. Mm. And this is where the the murderinos are from. Yeah. Um, And uh, their their whole position is, look, we're going to lay out the facts of this case Uh as we know it. We're going to upload the information Mm -hmm. onto our website. Um, You people out there in the internet verse. Yes. You go and do research, right, and see if we can solve this case. Yeah, and it's uh, uh, you know they've solved a couple. That's and amazing. Yeah, it's been uh, it, it's been it's been pretty cool to watch how that has how that's kind of come come together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I really I really enjoyed that. that so that's, that aspect of it. That's where you you follow them to, and then you get the resolution. Like there's some often some, often there's not a resolution. Well, I mean, you know? like the th- as they get in new information mm-hmm. or something, then that's put into the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they they also uh, nearly every episode they're like, uh, uh, if they're doing something from you know Broward County, Florida or whatever, mm-hmm. they're like, uh, you know, if you if the police are out there, if you guys are listening, you have to remember that we will pay for any DNA tests you need uh-huh. um, if you guys can afford it. Okay. Just send us a message, and we will, we will pay for those tests. And again, that's another thing that I look at, and I go, "Yeah, these guys, these guys have skin in the game, and they are really right interested in in right helping right." And uh, to me, that's so much more important, and so much uh, more uh, understandable right. Than you know the people that go, hey, listen to this great case. Right, absolutely, so, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. If there's actually like a, uh, um, an intention mm-hmm. to help solve and bring closure to the family and yeah. all of that, that's absolutely 
uh, to me, also would be a more enjoyable uh, listen. Yeah. Um, not to, I mean, and I, I don't mean to, I don't know, it sounds like, I don't know, I don't want to hate on the true crime people, you know, right, all right. the other ones, because I don't understand the psychology of it. I know very, you know, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. But it's different. It's so weird because I don't know how I can listen to it when I can't watch a horror movie. I just don't get it. Sure. I don't get my own psychology of it, so I can't right. completely, I cannot understand how any, I just don't get it. Well, to me, the horror movie is about, uh, uh, what I hate about the horror movie is the forced anticipation and the jump cut. Yeah. Um, the anxiety. The anxiety. Yeah, I that, suppose that it's they the produce. anxiety. Yeah. Um, like a haunted house where I, going through a haunted house, I just scream the whole time. Because uh, I, yeah, yeah, I I don't because I cannot produce sound because I'm too busy shitting my pants. Right. <laughs> so I just don't do I don't do the horror. I house, yeah. Okay. You know? Well, I I haven't done it for a long time, but I mean back in my back in the day when you tried to fit in. Anyway, true crime. <laughs> uh, I just it's a genre that I never thought I would ever find myself listening to. I will say though that um, there are many cases that haunt me. Like, yeah. I shouldn't have listened. Yeah. It's almost, it's just too disturbing. But it stays in my consciousness, and then I'm, I, it, it informs decisions. Like, it's, I, I don't know. Do you have, do you have one that, that sort of comes to mind? Yeah, but I don't want to, I don't even want to, uh, the Girl Scout. Do you know about the Girl Scout? No. Oh, oh are these the girls that, that were in their I tent? I don't want to, yeah, oh, yeah, I yeah, can't, yeah, yeah. I don't know why. That was the dumbest one. I don't. I don't know why. I listened to it. I don't know. It was the just dumbest one for you to listen to. Yes, because mm. it's like from the. I mean, it's just. It's. I. I could cry right now thinking about it. It's just horrifying. Absolutely. But yeah, that's the one that comes to mind. Do you have one that comes to I, mind? I do. I do. Mm. Uh, my uh, freshman year of college, I read, um, in cold blood. Oh. <laughs> Truman Capote's In Cold Blood. And I, I'm a slow reader. Mm-hmm. I read it in two days. I cut all of my classes one day mm-hmm. and s- sat or laid in my bed and read it. I could not put the damn thing down. Yeah. And... Periodically, I there's a scene in there that rips at me, mm-hmm. and it's the scene where these the 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 two guys. I think it's Perry has gone through the house and has <laughs> shot everyone with a shotgun. They are uh, uh, they're tied up in bed. Oh God. And the last one that he kills is the young daughter, who I believe is 16, who has heard all of the shots. Oh, my God. And she's tied in her bed with tape over her mouth. Oh, my God. And he comes into the bed, and she sees his shadow, and she looks at him. And he raises the gun, and there's this interminable moment of nothing. And then she turns, she turns away from him to face the wall, and he shoots her. 
And that moment has stuck with me forever, forever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I, I just, the, the callousness, I just don't, I don't, the lack of absolute, the inability to consider another human being just blows my mind. Yeah. And we see it on a smaller scale with people that we know. Right. And and it's like it's ter- it's like wow if that's a precursor your lack of empathy like they just you know it, maybe they you know aren't nice to their dog or they you know right. or you see them do something to their kid that you're like that how do you oh yeah. god I just it's too much it's too much yeah those kinds of things anything involving children oh my god young people I can't um, mm, no I can't I can't. It's, um, yeah, those I turn off. Those I don't. Mm-hmm. Those I, That's I, I the, simply cannot listen to. I, I I don't know. You know, it was sort of those. I think it was rolling through the episodes, and I was on a project, and I started with that Girl Scout one, and I so wish I, I should have shut it off. Mm-hmm. But I but kind of like you with the, laying in bed with the book. It's like yeah. I also then felt like in order to I needed to to know so that I could put that pain through my body for yeah. for the, I mean sure. it's so dumb, but but it was like I. To turn away felt all like almost bad, almost to callous. The, yeah, to the yeah. kids, no, right? I agree. It I was agree. it got it was a mind it was a mind fuck, and I mm, I should I just I should stay away from it all. I should stay away from it all. <laughs> but uh, it's so uh, I don't understand. It's an interesting conversation. Yeah, and I would love I would love if there is a psychologist or someone who listens to this that has theories on this, I would love to talk to them or hear what they have to oh, say. I would too. I would, I would, I would totally do a special yes. podcast recording. Yes. And the Patreon with, uh, with the, uh, somebody, the psychologist, so if you do, psychiatrist message us. Yeah. If you want to talk about this or even if you're just a regular person who consumes true crime and you are, you have some theories about why and whatnot, I would be, I would love to, you know, message us. I would message too. Us. I would too. And uh, since you mentioned it, yeah, uh, we do have uh, Patreon. Yep. And you can uh, go to laspodcastnetwork.com/slash plus to uh, uh, sign up for our uh, our Patreon and get a couple of bonus sessions. <laughs> okay, you just have to know. Producer Alex had to mouth because we we're always afraid we're going to say it wrong. So he like had to mouth it through the window, and j- we're both watching and like <laughs> over exaggerating. And I wasn't even talking, but I was still like, "It's because we don't want to screw it up." It's but just, we got it out. We got it out. <laughs> Holy crud! What a what an episode! Yeah. Holy. Best episode ever. Best LAS plug of your lives. All you right. guys are you guys are killing it. Woo! Well, hey. don't say killing! Don't say oh, sorry. Killing. I'm sorry. Oh my god! Thing I say. <laughs> oh, I didn't think about it. Murder. Uh, hey, uh, thanks for listening with us this week, and uh, we hope to uh, talk to you guys next week. Yeah, once I get out of this fetal position that I'm going to be in. (laughs) Bye. Bye.
L-A-S.